0: Well, praise the Lord. It's so good to see your face. It's a little bit darker. I'm the one who shines. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> but anyway, my name is Pastor Eun Hee. Uh, in case you don't know me, I've been here about 35 years. <laughs> Seems like it's yesterday I came. But anyway, you know, there are three signs of old age as I get older. I notice. The first thing is loss of our memories. And number two, and number three, I forgot. (laughs) I just had a cataract surgery, you know, the other day. And you know, after I got home, I looked at myself in the mirror, I was so shocked. I looked like about seven years older. I said, what happened? I thought they were gonna only touch my eyes. Did they do something on my face? <laughs> and I did, I really, this is serious, I was really shocked. So next day, maybe I didn't have a makeup on. So I got up next day, I put makeup, tried to do, and look still, look older. And then I realized my eye was a clear vision, was a 2020 show every winkle, every dot, every, everything was showing. So, you know, I said, wow, I didn't see something. Now I'm planning on having another one in October. I don't know, I won't have, I'm gonna look another five years old. <laughs> but you know what, I, I, this is true, I'm, I, I was really surprised. And I was standing there, I said, wow. When you have a log in your eyes, You cannot see your own fall. You cannot even see your sin sometimes. But it's easy to see other people's sin. (laughs) But anyway, that's not what I'm going to talk about today. I'm going to talk about David and Goliath. You guys know, heard about David and Goliath? Yes, that I heard since I was a little kid. That is one of my favorite stories in the Bible. And I know most of you know the story, but I'm just going to explain a little bit. You know, uh, First Samuel chapter 17, 1 to 44 saying, there's war between Philistine and Israel at the Valley of Elah. Now, this is a whole bunch of army of Israel, a whole bunch of army of Philistine. They were ready to fight. And then suddenly, this man, his name is Goliath, about nine feet tall. Have you ever seen men man nine feet tall? Uh, my grandson told me, He's, you know, the tallest man, his name is Taco. He was seven, six, seven feet six, the basketball player. Does anybody know about it? But anyway, he was playing this, and the other six feet guy looks like this. Now can you imagine nine feet tall, and his outfit was like 125 pounds weigh. And he came out, he was screaming to the uh, Israelite people, "Hey!" Instead of fighting all of us, why don't you send that one man and let him fight with me. Whoever wins will become a servant. And he was screaming, screaming every day, 40 days, day and night. But you know what? And, I mean, Goliath uh, was kept screaming, but every man in Israel, they were all terrified and they were in great fear. Nobody stepped out. They were just waiting and shaking. But then David showed up. David was not one of these men. David was an errand boy. He just came to deliver cheese and crackle to his big brothers. You know? And then when David came, he heard this Goliath screaming and yelling and defiling God's army. And then suddenly something arose from inside. So he went to king. King said, I'm gonna go fight with him. And then king said, what? You just, uh, how old are you, 15, 16, 17? You just really came from youth group. This man has been man of war all his life. How you ever, you can't even compare. But this is what David said. When a lion and bear tried to kill my sheep while he was shepherding, I went after them and strike them and delivered the flocks. have been taking care of my father's ships. I've been taking care of this medicine. The Lord rescued me from this lion and bear, and Lord will rescue me from this man who defied army of living God. So King Saul, okay, go ahead. So when David went out with the five little stones, and slings. And I want to read this scripture for you, verse 45 to 47. This is the scripture, really, I love it. Some of those are scripture, like uh, some of the song, I sing, uh, hallelujah, in the presence of my enemy. Those kind of songs, sometimes when you face the enemy, it just like, gives you the faith to overcome um, confidence. And I used to c- uh, speak and read this scripture over, over again. Verse 45, 47, it says that David said to the Philistine, You come to me with a sword and with a spear and with a javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, whom you have defiled. And this day the Lord will deliver you into my hand, and I will strike you down and cut off your head. And I will give the dead bodies of hosts of Philistines this day to the birds of the air and to the wild beasts of the earth, that that all the earth may know that there is God in Israel. And then that all the assembly may know that the Lord saves not with a sword and spear, but the battle belongs to the law. And David went out and uh, took out the stone and he slung the right to the Goliath. got a whole army, but there's only one place he could not cover up, around here, you gotta see it. So David knew exactly how to, can you imagine? He practiced while he was taking care of sheep. And it went right into Goliath's forehead. He just flat down. And then David ran over to Goliath. Hey, let me borrow your knife so I can cut your head off. So he didn't. Even, David didn't have a knife. So he did that. And there was a great victory. You know, I also love this story. It's just exciting. David, you know, David killed 10,000 and the soul killed 1,000. But this time, when Pastor David asked me to preach this message, I read it all over again. Suddenly, I felt sad. You know why? These are all men of God. They all went to church every Saturday, Sabbath day and worship God. And then they were all believed in same God, not only David. And they were all baptized and offering and sacrifice. They all knew the scripture, what God did for this nation. But where is the bonus of faith of God? And no one stepped out in faith over 40 days. Even king and the general, they were just uh, frightened. But David was different, wasn't it? So I'm going to just talk about a couple points. What made David different than all the rest of the army of God? You know, and the first, uh, when you look at the Genesis, the Reve- uh, Revelation, there's only one place. It's first Samuel 13, 14 said, there's a man after my heart. Go anoint him. That's the only place. David was man after God's own heart. David did not worship God in the church only. And he was the man of an intimate worshiper, many nights. He was alone in the fear while he was taking care of the sheep. Guess what? He spent time in the presence of God. And no one knew about the David, but God see him. God knew David was in the middle of the fear. His heart was after God, and God was looking down. He didn't have cell phone. He didn't have a Tim Keller's book or, or any other books. He worshiped God in hidden place, had a very intimate relationship alone. Oh, a hidden place gave us a space to vent and room to grow. The more in the secret place in the presence of God, I tell you what, release the more of God's anointing, bonus. When you see the enemy, it gives you face to step out. That's what, that's what happened. And Dr. George Wu said this, the purpose of baptism in the Holy Spirit is overwhelming with the presence of God. When you are filled with the Holy Spirit and walk in the Spirit, you no longer dwell in your own weakness and fear when you face the enemy, but instead filled with assurance, boldness, strong faith, you step out and attack him. Praying in the spirit makes Jesus more real to, to your heart and make love Jesus more and lead us to more intimate worshiper. When we face unexpected storm and work of enemy, God will give us special anointing. Amen. And and there's a many scriptures, how do you know that? Uh, David was man after God's heart. When you look at the book of Psalms, all the Psalms he wrote it while he was in wilderness. Psalm 61, 62, 1 said, for God alone, my soul wait in silence. And then 63, 1 said, oh God, you are my earnestly. I seek you. My soul thirsty for you. My flesh faint for you. This was his his face, my soul, I'm not seeking your hand, I am seeking your face. I'm seeking your presence. That's the David's prayer. Those who more personal relationship with God in a hidden place, guess what? God is pre- preparing a wider and bigger platform. And I believe we become who God created us to be in the hidden place. The more in the secret place God alone will the more of God's anointing. You know, uh, during this callback, uh, we all go through a hard time, isn't it? And uh, over the year, God always gave me certain scripture to overcome. Whenever I faced a different trial, temptation, God used me different scripture to you know help me to overcome. And this time, about a few months ago, I was praying, and God brought me this scripture that I memorized for many years ago, Second Chronicles 7, 14, if my people who are called by my name and humble themselves and pray and seek my face, then I hear from the heaven and forgive their sin and hear this land. Do we need a healing in this land? In America, need a great healing. And I believe this scripture tells us: He's speaking. His children. He's not dealing with anthropology. If my children job just humble yourself. It's just pray and seek. My faith is a little different. Praying. We do pray, but prayer, there's a five categories under the prayer. Prayer is a petition. You pray about something you need. Intercession, pray for other people's need. And confession, when you sin, uh, praise worship and co- uh, thanksgiving, that's the prayer. But seeking God's face is not just asking what I need. I need this, could you help me? No, seeking God is, I just want you. I want to be in your presence. I just want to, you know, I feel like the Lord spoke to me, God separated us this quarantine season. I thought about, I wonder, God is separating from each other, so he wants to spend time with us alone. I thought about it. Well, I don't know, you know. And, and when you are in love with somebody, you just would, Anybody who's married here, I bet I, I know you've been in love with your husband and wife, right? Hopes, I hope so. <laughs> when you're dating, what was the thing you wanted the most? When you hear his voice, your heart oh, I want to just be with him. Ah, oh, I want to see him. I want to just hug him. You don't say when you're in love with them, oh, I want to get some money from that man so I could and, and, oh, he's coming. Could you go fix my toilet? And, you know, that's, that, that is possible after you marry. <laughs> 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 it has to be work. But when you are in the middle of the love, you don't talk about those, isn't it? You just want to be with him. Isn't that true? You know, I love my grandchildren. God has blessed me. Seven perfect numbers. From three to seven, how's (laughs) that? But you know what? My grandchildren, whenever they see me, Grandmama, I love you. That's all they say. That's all I need. They never come, hey, Grandmama, can I have some money? and Can you buy me? They never ask anything. All they say, I love you, Grandmama. You know, when you are in love with somebody, giving becomes so easy. So because they love me, I'm in love I just want to buy for everything. I want to buy car for them, <laughs> Cadillac. <laughs> I, I mean, it seems like money doesn't mean anything to me. But I just, you know, it's true. And so I call them once in a while. Hey, let's go out for pizza. You want to go to Cracker Barrel? You want to go ice cream? You know what they say? Yes, Grandma, but I just want to go to your house, have a hot Korean ramen. You know, this is a ramen, it's hot, spicy. I mean, they love it. That they rather have a steak and lobster. You know, they have a, this ramen instead of steak and lobster. So, okay. And I go home, fix, you know, whole bunch, less than five bucks, I can feed them all. <laughs> see, see, I did train them good. <laughs> You know, they are such a blessing. I am so blessed. And, uh, you know, I just had a birthday. Just another day. Don't ask me how old. I'll tell you next year. It's a big year. I'll tell you next year how old I'm going to be. But anyway, uh, all the kids, they all text me, Grandmama, I love you. Happy birthday. As they get older, they all text you. I want a car. I don't want a tag. You know? And, but my youngest one, one of the youngest, Caroline, she made a beautiful car. And with the heart, I love grandmama. And she inside, she made this story. I couldn't ask for better grandmama. Did I love you? Did I say I love you? And I love you. You know, when I read that, I almost started crying. I said, You know, you know, that. do you think God would feel that way? Don't go ask. God, I need this. And we do needs. But God said, seek my faith. Seek his kingdom, his righteousness first. And then what? He going to meet all needs. What are you going to eat? How much money are you going to make? Uh, what kind of job are you going to get? What are you going to wear? All the basic needs in our life. God said, I'll take care of you. But seek his kingdom first. And that's it. That's what God is saying. Uh, you know, And David become a carrier of anointing. And because he's been soaking in the presence of God, when you're soaking in somewhere, wherever you go, that whatever you soak, it carries with you. For example, if you want to get a tan, you want to go out there five minutes, you're not going to get any tan. Go out, lay down about two, three hours, you're going to have a beautiful tan. Not today. You're going to get burned today. But when it's a 75 degree, and once you get a beautiful tan, you go everywhere, everybody, everybody notice, oh, you have a nice tan. Why? Because uh, she's been in the sun several hours. Isn't that the way? You know you know the story, they David was a worshiper. Every time David worshiped guitar and play, the Holy Spirit, he was carrier of anarchy. And you know the story King saw after he become a king and uh, he disobeyed God and the Holy Spirit, he was even prophesied. Some people thought, is it's a prophet? But in the beginning he was very humble. And then after he become a king, you heard that he become so big in his eyes and he disobeyed, Holy Spirit left him. He grieved the Holy Spirit, quenched the Holy Spirit. And so after that, demons, The demonic spirit was all over him. He was in trouble. He was, I don't know exactly, he was a headache or anxiety. He was in a lot of trouble, emotionally, physically. And then David came. He called David, play guitar. The moment he started playing guitar, guess what? Suddenly, all of evil spirit ran from 10 different ways. And the presence of God came down fill that room and bring peace and joy and love. That's what the carrier of the anointing. David never looked for bigger and wider place. He never thought he was going to be a king of Israel. He never asked. You know that? He just was faithful and with a little thing, taking care of his father. He was so obedient to his father. He was taking care of every ship. And in the present, with the present God, and Mother Teresa said, "Not all of us can do great things. We can do small things with a great love." Amen. And David was man after God's heart, not his hands. And uh, how many of you remember the Keith Green? Uh, nobody remember? Oh, one. <laughs> wow. He was a pretty famous singer and uh, he wrote this song. Oh Lord, you are beautiful. Your face is all I see. When your eyes are on this child, your grace upon me. You remember that song? How many of you know this song? Oh good, let's sing, okay? Oh Lord, you are beautiful. Your face is all I see. For when your eyes and heart is tired, your grace upon to me. We need the grace of God. When our faces on Him seek His presence, His grace is going to abound us, give us desire and power to follow after God's love. Oh Lord, please light the fire that once was bright and clear. Replace the lamb of my first love that burns with the holy fear. Amen. I just pray, God. I'm not just preaching this to you, I'm preaching to myself. And I just pray, God, God will give me a grace that I want to seek after God, pray his presence. I pray that this will speak to you this morning. And then, second point, and David was a man of humility. After he became a king, David sinned. You know that. David, uh, The power of sin has broken from us. The, the present sin is always around us. And First Peter 5 says, Satan is like a roaring lion, always seeking someone to devour. So we need to really be watchful, resist him, and sober mind. You know the Second Samuel 11, uh, talking about the David and bath- Bathsheba? After he become a king, one day he was walking on top of the roof. He saw this woman taking a bath. I, I have no i have no idea, I didn't study why, but Siba was taking a bath outside so other men can see him. When you go to heaven, you can ask her. Maybe she might she might have a reason. But anyway, when King Saul saw that this a lust came and he had relationship, and she got pregnant. You know the story in those days when women get pregnant when husband's not there, you get killed by stone. And so David knew she's gonna get killed, so he wants to save her. So, bring her husband. Hey, Uriah, come over here. Go back to your house, sleep with your wife. So, make believe that baby is his. But the Uriah was faithful servant. He said, "All my brothers out there in front line fighting. I'm not gonna go sleep with my wife in comfortable bed." And he did. So, uh, David has to David and kill him. You know that. So, and then he married to Bathsheba. It went on about over a year, and then second Samuel chapter 12, uh, Prophet Nathan came to him. He said, he was telling the story. There was a man who has a thousand sheep, and one poor man has one sheep. But this big rich man had a company. But this rich man went after those poor men's sheep and killed and feed his guests. So David said, Who is this man? Bring him over here. I'll kill him. And then Nathan said, You are the man. You know, you know, sometimes we need to speak the truth instead of just keep covering up. In John 1 14, Jesus is the full of grace and truth. The grace means I'll love you no matter what, but truth is I'll be honest with you no matter what. That's what they think was. Now let me ask you this: How do you react and respond to correction of your sin and your shortcoming, your fault? How do you react? Depends on how you react, it reveals what is really in our hearts, and that shows our humility. Sometimes God offends our hearts to reveal our hearts. You know that? David had the power to kill Nathan. He could have kill. He is king. But he got, right away, he got on his knee in crying out for mercy and forgiveness. There's a big difference between King Saul and King David. You know, when King Saul sinned, same time. When Samuel mentioned, he was so busy, ex, you know, excuse, excuse, I did this, the reason. But David didn't have any excuse. Just got on him. Please forgive me. And I didn't say, he didn't say, I'm sorry. He didn't say just I'm sorry. He repented from the bottom of his heart. And some scriptures say even his pillow was uh, soaking in tears. A places in the book of Psalms tells us, especially Psalm 51, he said, have mercy on me, O God. Blot out my sin and wash my iniquity, cleanse me David did not only break the God's commandment, but you know what? When he sinned, he broke the God's heart. And he said, cleanse me from my sin. I have sinned and done what is evil in your sight. And you know the scripture, verse 10 said, create in me a clean heart, and renew my spirit within me. And he said, cast me not away from thy presence, but take not thy holy spirit from me. He knew he offended the holy spirit. He knew what it's like to be in the presence. He knew what it's like to be away from the. He didn't want that. That's the only thing that I don't want. Please don't cast me from my, thy presence. Restore unto me joy of your salvation, and uphold me with a willing spirit, and deliver me from blood guiltiness. This is. You look at this book of Psalms, and he truly repent And a broken, contrite spirit you never despise. He cried out to God over sin. David had a humble and broken spirit. You know, that's uh, humble yourself in the sight of the Lord. remember, humble yourself in the sight of the Lord, and he will lift you up. When you humble before the side of the road, God will lift you up. You don't have to try to lift yourself up. God will lift you up. Yes, amen. Yeah. Uh, life goes by in a blink in our eyes, and let's live in the light of eternity. I just, before the closing, I just want to say, you know, we are all saved by the grace of God, not our works. If any of you here not sure of your salvation, I feel open heart to receive the Jesus Christ as your Savior and Lord. Because you go to church, that doesn't mean your salvation is guaranteed. Mm? Many hundreds of people go to church, they never end up going. And because you know God, anybody American, hope millions of Americans know God, but they're not, they're not, they not saved. The only way you can guarantee your salvation when you accept Jesus Christ as your personal Savior and have intimate relationship and receive him as a a Savior and Lord. Romans 10 talking about you believe in your heart, you become a righteousness, but confession with your mouth, you will be saved. So I am praying, God, don't miss this appointment. You don't know, you don't know. Anything can happen to us. You don't know about tomorrow. I don't know about tomorrow. Most important thing is you know for sure that when you leave this world, you're gonna be with Jesus. Amen. So I'm gonna pray, simple prayer. Can you can you pray? Even you know, even you want to recommit it to your life or you never give your heart to the Lord. Would you like to pray with me? I'll I'll pray and you'll after up to me, okay? Let's pray. Dear God, I thank you for your son, Jesus Christ. Please forgive all my sin. I open my heart to receive Jesus Christ as my Savior and Lord. Jesus, please come into my heart. Be your Lord. I love you, Jesus. Thank you for dying on the cross for my sin. We give you all the glory and honor. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. Amen.